Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Sweet cherry wine. Pete Donaldson with you on the Luke and Pete show. And uh, I've got Luke with me as well, which is useful in many circumstances when it comes to the Luke and Pete show. Yes. And what better way to celebrate Boxing Day Mm. in Christmas week Mm. um, by reading a story about a driver who blew up his car by using excessive air freshener. Okay. There was spray, spray, spray for for le, le, le. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly. No Armani, no Punani. Yeah. He sprayed uh, a load of air freshener in his car mm. excessively, according to firefighters, right. and then lit up a sweet cigarette. Well, look, I mean, you've got you've got a propellant that's obviously going to ignite. You've got a fair whack of oxygen because presumably the air conditioner is coming in as mm. well. You've got a literal magic tree in there, you'd imagine. Mm. So you've got wood. You've got you've got the the, the combustible there as well. So here's here's what I don't it's get. A perfect storm, Luke. It is. Here's what I don't get about um, the the story. Mm. According to the BBC, it was so powerful, the explosion, it yep. caused damage to windows at nearby businesses. Oh. Yet, the driver, the motorist, um, escaped with only minor injuries. Mm. It blew out the windscreen, the windows, and buckled the doors, but the man escaped with minor injuries. I mm. mean... That, to me, seems like those two things can't be compatible. What do you mean? Like, as in? We should have been really badly hurt, presumably. Well, I guess the uh, explosion that would break the glass um, would presumably go outwards rather than inwards. So he's not getting hit with any glass, is he? Mm. It's, it's, there's no head injuries. Mm. So everything else is just flames, isn't it? Yeah. So he probably got a bit singed. Probably feels a little bit stupid. You must have cracked an explosion or two in your time. No, I was never a fire boy. I remember there was a lad who used to get um, uh, Lynx deodorant spray on his hand and then set fire to it. Yeah, people used to do that at my school as well. I mean, in retrospect, that looks pretty cool. That's a cool thing. Pretty cool, guys. Um, there was also a, a very, very slow Newsday story on the BBC website a week or so ago, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> which was... Devon couple's 48-year-old boiler finally packs up. <laughs> and this guy called Graham Braddock, uh, he's, he's not obviously an old fella. I think he's, mm. I think he's in his late 80s. He, um, he, he happily um, and comically posed holding a handkerchief to his eyes, pretending to cry, <laughs> because he said um, the boiler, he was told in 1971, the boiler came with a 50-year guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. Fantastic stuff. How old was the boiler? 48 years old. Well, so it's in, it's in, uh, so surely you can get a replacement for the, the same model or the company doesn't see. That's the problem. 
You get yeah. all excited about your your your, uh, your guarantees and your and your insurance and stuff. Like, there's no insurance if the company goes down. So, yeah, I know. Stop being foolish, guys. What would you think? I mean, presuming you've got to Chris, you've got to Christmas at Hartlepool, mm. um, which is my favourite Christmas song actually. Um, on time, what do mm. you reckon you're doing now at this point on Boxing Day? Um, well, I have to make it back to London at some point, so I'll probably just prepping, prepping the suitcase. Doomsday prepping. Really. Doomsday, doomsday prepping. Do you, like, um, do you have a lot of leftovers on Boxing Day? Do you eat a lot of leftovers? No, because my mum staggers all of the goodies coming down from the from the bedroom. She has like a load of like, you know, popcorn and nuts and chocolate and stuff like that. And then she'll sort of stagger its arrival, which is just annoying. It's like, just get it eaten. Do the, parent, the parents' house they live in at the moment is the house you grew up in? No. Oh, they've moved. No, no, my parents are like, the same. They've yeah. moved like three or four times. Oh, really? So okay. no, but I, am st- I will be staying in a, uh, a single bed. Any social functions to be uh, partaking in? Yeah, I'll probably getting pissed on uh, on Boxing Day. Where yeah. are you going to go? I'm going to go to town. Let's make it with a guy called Barber, uh, who and Tomo. What are the Barber nice, and Tomo. What are the night spots up in Hartlepool? Oh, everything ranging from the studio, a live music venue, to uh, Causeway, a terrible pub, and a King John's, and also a terrible pub. Uh, there's now a pop world in uh, in in Hartlepool, which is uh, very. Uh, Upward uh, trendy for me. How much will you, um, is it for a pint in Hartlepool? Uh, it depends. You can get them as cheap as well, one ninety nine. Can you? Yeah, but you got. I mean, they're bad beers. Bad beers in in King John's. Fizzy lagers. Fizzy lagers. Fizzy lagers. Yeah. You love a bit of that. I do love a bit of fizzy lager. Yeah, the the, the, the drinks are considerably cheaper up north. It's incredible. Yeah, it's it sounds wonderful. like it. You won't take your old man out for a pint. Well, he, he insists on going out at like eleven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Too early, and will he? Uh, will you take him to that older um, rundown Art Deco cinema? <laughs> Get over the wall. Do a bit of exploring. Yeah, I, I, I saw on the internet uh, these little um, kind of braces you put on your knees. Uh, they've got little hinges on them, and presumably they're either pneumatic or they're spring loaded. Um, I think oh, my dad would probably enjoy using those because he's, he's got a trip knee and he, uh, he 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 carries a stick with him. I'm thinking maybe I should get him some of those. That'd be good. He would look ridiculous. He'd look like. Something from um, not Cyberdyne Industries or uh, what are those ones that are uh, doing those little dogs that they kick? You know, oh, um, in, out in America, they're always in the they're always in Boston the Mechanics, Boston, Mechan- Boston Dynamics. That's it, Boston Dynamics. Boston yeah. Dynamics. It looked like something like that. You know when Boston Dynamics did that kind of vaguely terrifying dog thing? Yeah, but they, they did it running through a forest, didn't they? Yeah, which yeah. makes it more sinister. <laughs> yeah. Do you know they've done that on purpose? Because if it was just running through a lab, you'd be like, all right, yeah. Yeah, well, I presume they started on that, but like, presumably, the whole uh, charm of the little doggy is that it can deal with any kind of terrain. I think your old man would be delighted to get something from Boston Dynamics <laughs> for Christmas. I yeah. mean, it must be quite expensive. I think I think they're pretty they're pretty close to bringing a robot to market, aren't they? But oh, it's they nowhere right. near as impressive as people think. You know, you got you got that sort of humanoid one that jumps up on the thing and jumps yeah. off. That's like I don't know why like I don't know why um, Chinese or Japanese or even Korean or even Taiwanese uh, companies aren't jumping on them and going, look, we've got a shitty robot. Let's franchise out your name, get a bit of bunts. Who doesn't want a Boston Dynamics product in their uh, in their exactly in their stocking? What so um, to speak? I bought my dad a gaming chair as well. Really? Yeah. Why? Because uh, his chair in his because it was on offer uh, on Amazon. Uh, and uh, this is amazing. And and yeah, his chair was rescued from his place of work, and it's just a dirty little office chair. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to buy my dad a, a nice, comfortable chair. I think he's going to get a buzz out of it. He can't get it upstairs uh, at the moment because it's massive, and he's, as I said, he's got a dodgy knee. So I'll have to take it up in in, in the uh, in the Christmas period. But I think he's going to 
it's going to be a breath of fresh air from bless him. How much did you shell out on that? It was only like hundred quid, I think. Like, so, like gaming chair wise, that's pretty, pretty budget. So he can send his photoshops to you in comfort. Yeah, exactly. That's that lovely. Yeah. That, that those Boston Dynamics robots always just remind me of that really uh, the bleakest of bleak Black Mirror episodes with those like kind of AI dogs chasing those people in black right. and white. Like, just, they're just relentless. Mm. They're just re- it's just. It's Tee-hee. just such a tough watch. Tee-hee. It's a really tough watch. Um, I, I probably, uh, I've actually got my, um, by the time this comes out, they'll already know, so I can actually say this. I've actually got my family tickets to go see Hamilton for Christmas. Oh, cool. They're excited for that. So um, whereabouts is the Hamilton? Is it uh, Victoria? Yeah. Right. It's opposite yeah. Victoria Station. So that'd be good. It's brilliant. I, I bloody enjoyed it. They all really enjoy it as well. So that's good. Um, I, I saw a really interesting story um, as well last week. Vera Lynn. You remember, you know Dame Vera Lynn? Yeah. Still with us. 102. She is. Bloody hell. She released an album last year, didn't she? Did she? Yeah. No. Bunce. Bunce, what, bunce, just bunce. a re-recording of, just a re-releasing of old songs. Presumably. presumably You're not yeah. getting there in the studio, surely. Well, I don't know. I imagine her voice is awful right now. <laughs> She'll be 103 in March. That's right? incredible. Which is amazing. So anyway, Vera Lynn is, um, <laughs> so, Vera Lynn apparently in Cockney rhyming slang is gin. Gin. Oh, gin. gin. Right. And I think apparently in like newer slang, it's skin, as in ooh, and no, as in to like a skin for your joint, right? Kind of okay. And um, who, where does that kind of where do those two circles meet? People who are into bifters and people who talk about Vera Lynn. Don't know. Not sure how the, what the Venn diagram right. looks like there. Anyway, it's a company called Halewood International, which make um, Krabby's ginger beer. You know Krabby's yeah. ginger beer. They also make a couple of whiskeys and stuff. Um, they've just been told to. Cease and desist and pay Vera Lynn's £1,800 cost <laughs> after they try to trademark um, Vera Lynn as a brand of gin. And, right. and Vera Lynn, despite all of her 102 years, said, I've been using my name as an unregistered trademark for music and charity work since 1939, if you don't mind. Mm. You're not doing it. Get out. Yeah. But also, I would say that it's probably she's probably not that asked about it. Well, I mean, the the drinks firm lawyer said that um, there would be no confusion, like there would be no crossover. People wouldn't, we wouldn't, wouldn't matter. Uh, and he said it's a language, you know, it's a play on words and a bit of fun. You know, think of Ruby Murray for a curry. It's just a bit of fun. Who 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 was Ruby Murray? I don't know actually. Yeah, I'm not right. sure, but that's obviously a well known one, isn't it? Mm. My mates always used to say Cuzza when we were kids. I didn't say like Ruby Cuzza. Murray. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Ruby Murray was a Northern Irish singer and actress. Uh, they're yeah. all having it. That's where it comes They're from. all having it. Um, did you know that um, Amazon, obviously this time of year, Amazon's very, very busy delivering package and the like, although I did buy a candle uh, last week and it came smashed up. Oh, really? Absolutely smashed That's up. That's not what you want. To pieces. Would you, um, would you be interested in boycotting Amazon for that reason? I mean, you're perfect, You're on record as saying you're perfectly fine with their tax practices. But... Yeah, so I, I think they, they provide such an excellent service. They shouldn't, sell, they shouldn't pay any corporation tax because they are the community. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, uh, did you know that if Amazon's algorithms are so good and so on it, and I realise just dipping your toe into their practice is fascinating and frequently fucking awfully scary. Would Jeff like you to hear you say this or not? Okay. Would Jeff be endorsing <laughs> no, of sure this message? Right. Uh, but he, uh, they, if you buy FIFA every year, which I do, yeah, <laughs> they deliver a specific copy of FIFA to your local. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like their little kind of like um, depot. delivery depot kind of uh, center. They deliver a copy that is earmarked for you, so they know that you're going to buy it again. That's scary. 
because you buy a lot of it. So I think Donaldson's going to buy that. Donny's going to buy that again. So, or if you really like a book, a particular writer, uh, they, they they stick it in there because they think that they. Well, and then they'll just ba- bombard you with marketing to get you to buy it. Well, not really. I think they probably will as a as a matter of course anyway. But the idea, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm not fine with that. It's rubbish. But um, I just find it fascinating that there is a copy that they have pre-selected for you. They've sent it to the depot, knowing full well that you're going to do it again every single year. When did you find that this out? A couple of months ago, but I just completely forgot about it. I wrote a note to myself. I'm going, that's fascinating. But are you, are you the kind of person that I think, presumably, you are the kind of person that will now refuse to buy it? Buy it from someone no. else? Buy it no, from no, someone no. else? No, 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 no. I'm very, uh, very movable with stuff like that. I, I, I had a bit of a, a rude awakening um, in doing some Christmas shopping in, shopping a couple of weeks ago. I went into this, I, I went to Hatchard's on Piccadilly, which is a beautiful bookstore. Hatchard? To buy some presents for people. And I told myself, I don't know, I mean, maybe everyone knows this and I just didn't know it, mm. but I told myself that, um, oh, I'll go into Hatchards, one, because it's a beautiful shop, and two, because it's independent. Mm. And it's got a thing on it that says, bookseller since 17, whatever. Mm. And there's a Waterstones like five doors down. So yeah. you think, right, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to the independent yeah. one. And so I went there, and I've been doing that for years. And I went in there uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they now offer a wrapping service. I thought, mm. I'll take advantage of that. Mm. You give, put your books over, they'll wrap it for free. It's amazing. It's a great little Christmas bonus, and they can wrap it in a beautiful way and stuff. And um, and I, obviously there's time to kill while they're wrapping your thing for you. And there's just this lady wrapping it. So I started talking to her. And she went, oh, how are you getting on with your Christmas shop? And I was like, yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, I love coming to the, to the shop because it's really beautifully decorated and it looks amazing. It's like a really Christmassy scene in there. And I said, oh, yeah, and also because it's um, it's independent. And she went, uh, yeah, I'm actually owned by the same company that owns Waterstone. So <laughs> I thought, there's nothing <laughs> sacred anymore. Like, I might as well stay at home. Click the t- tick box on Amazon, said the mm. gift wrap feature, yeah. and got them sent to my house. Exactly. I had to carry them all the way home. That was the day, I told you about it last, uh, earlier in the week, that was the day where the trains were up the spout as well. So I had to carry it all the way home. I'm not even getting the, the warm feeling in my in my stomach and my heart mm. that I'm supporting an independent bookseller. You're so naive, you're so... And then, but the kooks but the kooks. And then I, then I thought to myself... Have I been naive because it's not realistic that in 2019, almost 2020 now, that an independent bookseller would be able to sustain a shop of that size on Piccadilly? Uh, no, especially with the rents nowadays. That's Ooh, what I mean. And, and nobody really owns those places. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I guess all of those, most of the shops won't be like that. Right. So, at least they pay a tax, though, presumably. I mean, I, I, mean, I haven't checked. But <laughs> They'll probably be on the same hostel as everyone else. Promise, probably do. Mm. Uh, let's take a little break, and then when we come back, we'll do some emails from our lovely listeners who are sitting there stuffed full of food and drink on Boxing Day. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. Uh, what can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. Suck it, plummy. Suck it. Yeah. Oh, what's that? You've had li- li- life's hard for you, is it, pal? Yeah. Fuck you now. <laughs> Fuck your ideas up, mate. He's presumably happy with the most recent election result. <laughs> you can uh, bet your bottom dollar. And if you're listening, sir, email us, hello at lukeandpeacher.com mm. and tell us some of your objectionable opinions. <laughs> um, some people who've got in touch are, um, who we got here? Dino, uh, Alex, uh, Alan. I sound like I'm making them all up, but Alan. I'm not. All my emails right. <laughs> today mm. are, are based around the gladiators. All right, do you want, do you want this one? Do, yeah, you do yours give first. It, give it a layer buffer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello to William, William Peters. Uh, hi, guys. This comes from last year's Christmas Day at my mother's house. As we all know, roasties and mash are the cornerstone of any Christmas Day meal. My mother decided to spice it up, though, by making sweet potato mash instead of normal mash. Well, hang on. I've got a problem straight away. What? Sweet, what? Roast potatoes and mash on a Christmas meal? Apparently so. I've never heard that so. before. Have you? Well, it's nice to have a choice, I guess. But have you heard that before? No, but I imagine bigger families might have a bit more choice. But would you say it's a cornerstone of the roast dinner? Well, I think as either or is the cornerstone of a roast dinner. But the okay, idea fine. of the idea of her spicing up to make sweet potato mash instead of normal mash is abhorrent in my uh, book, to be quite frank. We all thought nothing of it, but the scenes that followed brought us crashing into reality. Uh, my great uncle is in his 70s. He's a bit of a character, but a nice chap. He was absolutely livid. I swear I've never seen him so angry. He declared that Christmas dinners were sacred and couldn't be changed and was so distraught over his food change that he had to leave the dinner and then said he was going home. I admire his, the reaction. His wife apologised profusely to my mother, but the damage couldn't be re- uh, repaired and they departed. The weirdest scenes that have happened in the annual tradition, which are normally pleasant, the rest of the dinner, though, was great. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried for this Christmas, though, because my mother asked me to buy sweet potatoes and I know he's coming again. Let's hope the same event doesn't repeat. Well, ha- oh, I can't is, believe he's been invited again. That is worrying. <laughs> I, I love sweet potato mash, but yeah, with a Christmas dinner, it's probably... Yeah, you're probably Not, yeah. kind of pissing all over the, the tradition there. <laughs> I, I remember once getting turned away from 
we used to, we always used to go to my nan and granddad's house for Christmas lunch. And so we'd do stuff in the morning, then we'd go around there. And um, I, w- I remember being turned away from the house by my nan, who was Scottish and fierce, because I, although I'd bought her a present, mm. this is like in my university days, right? Unwrapped just, it. Yeah. No, I hadn't bought her a card. Yeah, cards were a big thing. Uh, my nan said, I'd, I'd rather... I'd rather the card than the present. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Get yourself down the shop and buy me one, or find yeah. me a card or you're not coming in. Mm. And I was like, well, what, what am I going to do? It's Christmas Day. <laughs> She's like, I don't care. So I had to go walking. I had to walk about 15 minutes down the road, found a little convenience like shop that was open, find like a 99p card and write it to her and give it to her. Yeah, that story would be out in Hartlepool. Nothing's open. Nothing's open. On Christmas Day? Yeah, no. Do you know what? I'm going to name check the shop I think it was that's sadly no longer with us. All days. All days. I think it was an all day. Every day. Living up to its name. Lovely. Um, let us know um, I forget the name of the email but let us know um, what happens with that because that sounds like it could be explosive <laughs> doesn't it it does sound. imagine if his mum like, properly trolls his great uncle and says uh, <laughs> you, do you mind putting together the sweet potato mash for me today that'd be brilliant <laughs> um, okay here we go this is an email from Dino it's about the gladiators uh, we've been working our way through different gladiatorial stories um, this is the TV show gladiators from the 90s not the Roman impressive athletes Although they are impressive athletes in their own right, mm. the, the 90s TV ones. Dino says, afternoon, fellas. Um, after your call for stories about gladiators, I thought I'd email him. Um, writing this email is a lot easier than rummaging in my loft to find my copy of Wu-Tang Clan Taste the Pain um, and my limited edition Wu-Tang W-shaped PS1 controller <laughs> after you mentioned it on the pod a while back. So I'll stick to gladiators. When I was in year six and fearful of getting my head kicked in when I went to secondary school due to my complete lack of interest in football, I decided to take up playing football in my hometown of Digcot, which is statistically the most normal place in the UK. Um, there are two kids' teams to play for. Digcot boys, who all the cool kids played for, the undoubted main team in Didcot, uh, and Didcot gladiators, which can best be described as a ragtag bunch of outsiders and the manager's son, who is probably the best footballer of the age uh, of his age <laughs> in the town. And we got our asses handed to us every single week. If you're listening from Didcot, let us know if you've got any stories about Didcot boys or Didcot gladiators. Um, during the pre-season, just before I signed for the Didcot gladiators, someone managed to pull some strings and roped Shadow in as a club ambassador Hello. He came to a training session where all the boys and their parents met and had photos. The local paper came down for what I assume was a front page news story. Fast forward six months or so and I'm halfway through my first season of playing football. And we've just started back at school after the Christmas break. And there was talk of Shadow coming back down to see us again and we were all very excited. Within a week or so, there was a rumour circulating in the playground Shadow had been sacked from Gladiators. Um, for things that I can't mention on this show. <laughs> the rumour was shortly disproved and he'd actually been sacked for a rather minor comparison of, of, of testing positive for steroids, although it was alleged that he was caught up in doing some other stuff. Obviously, our meeting with our club ambassador was knocked on the head and I assume he was dealt the double blow of being sacked from his prestigious role as ambassador of our football club. And I have vivid memories of all my teammates being taken out of their respective primary schools just after lunchtime. Uh and uh, where the, the local ITV news team had been sent to interview this group of crestfallen children about our disappointment at one of our heroes being sacked for doing something so shameful. <laughs> Needless to say, I was nowhere near the cameras as I didn't care that much, partly because he wasn't my favourite gladiator, that was Jet. And if anyone claims that their favourite was anyone but Jet, they are a liar, mainly because I got an extended lunch break where I could play football with my actual friends and not the Digcock boys players who, uh, who were in abundance at my school. Uh, when my friends were being questioned one by one, I'm pretty sure I can be seen in the background putting the goals away. 
literally packing them up and putting them away, mind, not putting them away to show off my goal-scoring prowess. <laughs> um, he said, he can't find any evidence of this happening. Love the show. Keep up the good work. He said, I will go off and rummage in the loft my Wu-Tang controller now. Um, there we go. Peace, peace, Dino. Thanks for that, Dino. That's a good good gladiator story mm. um, because I think I'll be blo- I would have been bloody excited if I was a kid and my team was ambassador was a gladiator. Yeah, I mean that that's that's big potatoes, isn't it? I'm just looking at the uh, uh, gladiators. There's a lot of um, you can get a lot of them to do little personal messages on the, one of those like cameo kind of websites. A lot of them are doing that now. A lot yeah. of celebrities are doing that now. Who, who's on there? Uh, Jet, I think. Um, who's the good-looking fella who drove with his top down in his car? Oh, is that Hunter? Hunter. Hunter's yeah. doing it. As that's well. courtesy of my mate now. Tommy. who said that. I know that's, <laughs> I know that's true. He. Uh, so I'm just reading Jet from Gladiators uh, Twitter page. Oh, she's. Uh, She's retweeted uh, Chris Ramsey, obviously a northeastern um, comedian, and uh, Justin Lee Collins. <laughs> she uh, she is a, a fan of long walks, exercising, and is a keen surfer. Cool. Um, here's another email from Alex from Barnstable, um, who's he's met a gladiator as well. He says, um, "I'm writing in for the first time, following you putting out the call to those of us lucky enough to meet a gladiator. None other than Rhino." Came to visit my Taekwondo class back in the late 90s. I was around eight or nine at the time, and I can't really remember much about it other than us all lining up in our robes to each get a picture taken with the big man. Until quite recently, I had a signed Polaroid picture of me and Rhino as proof that this wasn't some kind of fever dream or that it's nowhere to be found after a clear out um, and the doubts are starting to creep back in. But I'm pretty sure I met him. All the best, Alex from Barnstable. Was there ever any like UK gladiators going over to do some wrestling? In the WWE. You would know, mate. Ask, you, ask Mark Haynes. Yeah, I might ask Mark Haynes. He would know about that, wouldn't yeah. he? Um, and I've got a final email from, about Gladiators here. <laughs> yeah, I open the can of worms here. I've just got to get through them. Yeah, mate, let's just get them through. People listening, I apologise if you've got no interest in Gladiators, but I did make a promise that I'm happy to keep. This is from Alan. Hi, guys. I was going to keep this to myself, um, but your desire to have met the entire cast of Gladiators via the listenership persuaded me to share... At the time of writing, you haven't had an anecdote concerning Zodiac. Well, <laughs> I once sat on her lap. It is perhaps a bit more innocent than it sounds. When I was very young, Kate Staples, a.k.a. Zodiac, came around my primary school and patiently met every student. When it was my turn, I popped onto her lap and we had our photo taken. I didn't get a chance to congratulate her on her sterling pole vault career, not least because I was seven and I had no idea. The photo has since been lost to the sands of time, sadly. Mm. It's a shame it wasn't Jet, but presumably she was too busy hosting a Millennium Barn dance at Yeovil Aerodrome. That's a Partridge reference. <laughs> Still, it's nice to get Zodiac ticked off the list. Keep up the great work. Love the pods, Alan. Now, I'm not clever enough, and Pete certainly isn't admin savvy enough for us to know all the gladiators we've ticked off. No. So perhaps someone could email in hello at lukeandpeacher.com to tell us all the gladiators we've met. We'll make a chart. We should, because I think we've done quite a lot of them now. Mm. I remember going to see American gladiators as a kid um, when I went on holiday to Florida with my parents. They used to mm. like do like a dinner show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a Gladiator's version of the medieval dinner show in The Cable Guy. Right. Have you so, seen that? Uh, I mean, you mentioned The Cable Guy. I mean, this is so down a rabbit hole. People, half the people won't know who any of these Gladiators are, especially in, in the US, and now you're talking about The Cable Guy, which nobody watched. I think it was a good movie, The Cable Guy. <laughs> it was Jim Carrey's dramatic debut slightly, wasn't it? No, he was... Quite, you know, a, dark, no, quite played, a dark character, wasn't he? He wasn't like a... It's like a dark comedy. It's like a black yeah. comedy, yeah. Mm. It's, it's, I mean, it's not like Truman Show dramatic, right. but it's it's not um, Ace Ventura. <laughs> it's kind of maybe... Maybe it's the um, the gateway drug to his more dramatic roles. But I think it's good, and there's a good, there's a good medieval scene in it. Anyway, who else is in The Cable Guy? I think there's two other quite famous people in it. 
You fill in while I check. Hang on. Uh, how would you How would you like me to fill in? This is the Luke and Pete show. I'm Pete Donaldson. Jack Black, isn't it? Jack Black, isn't and it? And Matthew Broderick, Matthew isn't it? Matthew Broderick, isn't it? Two yeah. big and stars. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Uh, you can still find him. What did they play? Uh, cable customers. I mean, Ben Stiller plays like the kind of straight... Oh, is it Matthew Broderick plays the straight kind of customer of Jim Carrey's mad manic cable guy? Hmm. I always fancy cable guy, but I never, never got around to watching it. It was good. And I'm not about to, because I've got a lot of Office US to get through for the third time. Oh, Terrible. Dear. Terrible oh, dear, business. All right, Pete, that's probably the culmination of our Boxing Day show. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Christmas and festive period. We will be back on Monday, of course, as we always are. Thank you so much for those of you who got in touch. If you could send us in an admin list of all the gladiators we met on the show, that would be helpful. <laughs> Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. Uh, Godspeed. Love you all. Thanks for all your support in 2019. And we'll see you again soon. was a Stakhanov production. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.